0: G'day guys, welcome to this episode of Walking with Pete. Just heading home after a big day studying at the museum, so I was working a little bit on the podcast stuff as well as procrastinating a little bit about actually studying the PhD. Sometimes I have days like that where I feel like doing a lot more on the podcast, I'm very motivated, whereas other days I'm very motivated to try and keep finishing my PhD off. Sorry about the noise in the background. I'm just crossing a big intersection at the moment, crossing the tram tracks ah, on my nightly walk home. So it takes about 40 minutes for me to walk home most nights, but today, hopefully it'll be a little quicker than that. It's a nice, beautiful day though, beautiful weather, nice and warm. I think it's probably going to be the end of this sort of nice streak of, of warm days that we've had. In April, it's been a bit weird, I think because we have the El Nino weather pattern at the moment down here in the southern hemisphere, we have some really, really warm weather when it should actually be getting quite colder, normally by the end of March, and we're already towards the end of April at the moment, so it's pretty interesting. Anyway, I thought I'd talk to you today about, I guess, just studying languages and and motivation. I've been doing a lot of Portuguese recently. I was listening to my, my Portuguese, um, assimil sort of program. It's a whole bunch of different conversations, but they're more staged. They're not really, they're not really natural conversations. And I've been listening to them again and again and again. And it's funny because initially it's really difficult for me to understand what I'm listening to when I first hear these, these, um, discussions or, these mini um, dialogues—I guess you'd call them—but then, after a very short, short time, after I read the translation and I keep listening and practicing, I slowly start understanding a lot of these words spoken by native Brazilian Portuguese speakers. And slowly, it starts coming together, and I start finding myself understanding the words I've learned in these dialogues. Funnily enough, in other contexts and other conversations, or when I read, um, books or articles in Portuguese, I see those words. So I feel like it's a very good way of learning. It's just repeating that same, same dialogue or the same podcast that you're listening to again and again and again until you really understand exactly what you're hearing or not, not necessarily a hundred percent, but you know, you get the gist of, you understand most of it. You can make sense of most of it. And I think then when you go away, and start hearing other conversations, you're a lot more likely to pick up words you've heard before in those previous podcasts or dialogues that you've listened to, that you've gone over many, many, many times. I think you're a lot more likely to pick those up in another context afterwards than, say, if you just practice them once or listen to the dialogue once and then move on to the next thing. So, at least that's what happened to me with Portuguese this year. And with French last year, I was always listening to a podcast called Francais Authentique, which means authentic French in English, by a guy in France named Johan, and he was pretty much the inspiration for this Aussie English podcast where he would talk more naturally to the listeners and discuss everyday kind of things as well as a little bit about what was going on in his life his day-to-day life, um, long-term goals, short-term goals, and just give you an insight, not specifically into his personal life because he thought it was interesting for you, and the same for me. I don't necessarily chat to you guys about this stuff because I think you're incredibly interested in me as a person. However, I do think you're incredibly interested in English, and particularly Australian English, and that's why I think it's good for me to talk to you as if you're here having a discussion with me about everyday things and where I use just everyday language. Um, You know, I fragment sentences, I say really, really long sentences, I put all kinds of interjection, uh, broken up words, I say um, I say ah, so... I think it's really good in that aspect these kinds of podcasts where you can hear a native speaker speaking to you as if you were there with them as opposed to reading off a script and reading a really, you know, grammatically perfect set of phrases or conversation or page of a book or something where it's not it, it's good but at the same time it's not exactly natural. So, if you want to get good at, at listening comprehension For natural conversations, then you obviously you have to listen to a lot of natural conversations. If you want to get good at reading books, you can't really, you know, read tweets or read um, Facebook statuses to get good at reading books. You just have to go and read books and keep practicing what you want to get good at. You know, like if you want to get good at running a marathon, you can't really watch YouTube videos in order to improve your running ability and how well you'll do if you'll actually go and run a marathon. Eventually you just have to hit the road, hit the track and start running longer and longer and longer. So it's the same with conversational practice, particularly in this case with listening comprehension. The most important part is to just keep listening to the kinds of conversations that you're going to hear. I guess I also wanted to say that it does kind of come in waves some days you're going to understand a lot of what I talk about. Other days I'm going to subconsciously or consciously bump up the difficulty. Um, for instance, today I published the interview with John where he talks about his Australia and answers a bunch of questions that I asked him about Australia. And for one, he's talking to me, another Australian, the way he would speak to other Aussies. So, he's using a lot of slang, he's he's speaking incredibly quickly, you know, he's not slowing himself down at all, and he's, yeah, he's he's talking to me like he would another Australian, obviously, because I'm Australian, I'm an Australian, but, so that's gonna bump up the difficulty of that kind of conversation, and I'm sure a lot of you will listen to it, and he's got a really thick accent as well, that's what I was wanting to say, so... It's going to be incredibly difficult, even if you find listening to me normally, when I speak well and pronounce my my words really well easy, sometimes it just takes a slight accent difference or someone with a slightly thicker accent to really sort of stuff up your rhythm, make you feel like you don't know English anymore, um, you know, make you really feel like a beginner, which is what happens to me quite a bit with Portuguese and French at the moment, whenever I talk to someone who you know, isn't from Sao Paulo in Brazil and has the Sao Paulo accent or isn't from Paris in France and has the Parisian accent, it really throws me off my game. And I'm... I guess that's part of the practice. That's something you just have to keep, keep playing with and learning. But yeah, don't be discouraged, guys. You're going to take a while to get used to different accents, particularly thick Australian accents. But the more you do, the more you'll... You'll improve and the more you'll get used to a lot of these things. And I'll be speaking Daddy. so much noise. So sorry about all the noise today, guys. It's a uh, rush hour in Melbourne. But yeah, the more you do it, the better you're going to get, the quicker you're going to get. But it's not going to come all at once. So I guess I just wanted to say don't be disheartened. Don't feel bad. Don't, um, you know, don't get angry with yourself. Stuff takes time. It takes practice. Remember, this is a second language, it's not your first language, so we all face these difficulties whenever we learn a new language and especially when we jump up levels, you know, you'll get used to a certain level of of listening comprehension or reading or writing and it gets easy and then at a certain point, if you jump up a level, especially if you jump up very quickly, it can come as a bit of a shock and you can be feel a bit out of your depth, but like swimming in a pool, if you jump in the shallow end and you can stand up it's, it's incredibly easy and if you slowly walk down into the deeper water it's only a gradual change and you have time to get used to it Where, whereas if you suddenly jump in the deep end it's quite a shock for the first time when your feet can't touch the bottom and you have to rely completely on your swimming skills but After you do it a few times, you're swimming without needing to worry about where the bottom is, you know what I mean? Even if your technique at swimming isn't perfect, even if you get tired quickly and you have to stop, the same with speaking a language, the more you challenge yourself, it's going to be hard at first, but I'm sure all of you will rise to the occasion, you'll improve really quickly, and like jumping in the deep end of the pool, you'll get used to it and realize pretty quickly that you can swim around and survive. So yeah, don't be afraid of a lot of the podcasts that I'm going to release that are hard. I'll still try and keep quite a few of them, if not most of them, on the the more intermediate to advanced level where um, most people should be able to understand and, and it's not as much of a shock, but I'm definitely going to try and put some things out there some episodes out there for you guys sometimes that challenge you. So yeah, that's probably enough for today's walking with Pete episode. Anyway, have a good one guys.